Hey everyone, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. It is the 16th of November, 2022, and on today's show, a look at last night's college football playoff rankings, where the Big 12 fits in with TCU. Also, a look at the conference races and how they could impact things. Could we see a 12-1 and TCU make it? Could the Horn Frogs still lose a game and make the college football playoff? Also, some thoughts on what this year would look like if there were a 12-team playoff. All that and more is coming up on today's show. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Thank you guys for watching the show. Please subscribe. We're on the way to 2,700 subscribers. Need your all's help to get there, so please subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at LOBig12, and you guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. You can find the show wherever you get your podcast, and once again, on YouTube as well. So, another round of college football playoff rankings last night, and as we dive into them, a couple things to remember. Number one, this is a television show, right? There is a television show to introduce the rankings for the ultimate television show that is uh, the college football playoff. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so you have to keep that in mind when we assess these, when we look at these. All right. Um, also, the rankings past 15, especially at this point, really do not matter. The highest ranked team at one point to win a championship, uh, to go to a championship game, I believe came from... 16 at one point or to be in the final four, wherever it was starting off at 16 in the first rankings, we're well beyond that now. Right. So a lot of what's happening in the back end is being used to justify stuff that is in the uh, upper part of the rankings right now. So let's keep that in mind. Also, it helps build matchups too. So let's take a look at last night's rankings. If you are watching on YouTube, they're up right now. If you're listening to the audio here, You'll just hear me talk about it, and I'll make sure I go through these. Your top four remains unchanged. Georgia at one, Ohio State at two, Michigan at three, TCU at four, right? So nothing is changing there. Tennessee holds strong at five after a big win over Missouri. LSU is up to number six now with their win over Arkansas. There has been some flip-flopping in the Pac-12, so USC is now number seven. Alabama is at number eight. Clemson is at nine. Utah is at 10, Penn State at 11, Oregon at 12, North Carolina is at 13, Ole Miss is at 14, K-State is at 15, UCLA at 16, Washington at 17, Notre Dame is at 18, FSU is at 19, UCF at 20, Tulane is 21, Oklahoma State is number 22, Oregon State 23, NC State 24, and New Big 12 member Cincinnati is at 25. So all in all, you see the Big 12 teams being ranked. That's number four, TCU, number 15, Kansas State, and number 22, Oklahoma State, with future members UCF at 20, and also Cincinnati is at 25. Um, all right, so a couple things. You know, first thing I want to highlight is at number seven, where USC is, Okay. Um, the Pac-12 had a really difficult week last week. And I think that is highlighted by these facts now that the team that has the best shot to make the CFP out of the Pac-12 is one of the schools that is leaving. Now, I know there's still a current member, USC, 
It is. And, and look across these rankings, guys. The Pac-12 is really got a very top-heavy league. And I mean that in a good way. <coughs> Excuse me. Very strong. USC is maybe not a strong team, but their offense is in, is absolutely unreal, right? Their defense can force some turnovers. And so I think that's why you're seeing them so high. Oregon was really strong, obviously, until Washington caught them, who's number 17 right now, right? So they're in this. UCLA has the big-time hiccup against Jaden Delora in Arizona, which puts them back, but I still think they're a good team, right? And Oregon State is back in these rankings too. So you see all these, and not to mention Utah, right? And there are six teams, number seven, USC, number 10, Utah, number 12, Oregon, uh, number 16, UCLA, number 17, Washington, and number 23, Arizona or uh, Oregon State, excuse me, in these rankings. Pac-12 was strong, but they had schools like Oregon, and UCLA and USC, uh, you know, all those schools were in the mix last week. And I know UCLA and USC are leaving, but that matchup between USC and UCLA kind of just being, you know, a uh, almost kind of a first part of a playoff in some ways is now off the board, right? Um, you know, UCLA can still make the the Pac-12 championship game. They beat USC this week, but their chances at a CFP are gone. Oregon, who is going to be one of the remaining members of the new Pac-12, whatever it becomes, they had a really good season going. And I thought they were making a strong case for the way they were beating up on teams to go. And they falter against Washington, which ultimately is going to kill their college football playoff hopes. So the new kid on the block, Lincoln Riley, who's going to end up in the SEC with USC, they're number seven, right? And um Just thinking about this from the Big 12, Pac-12 perspective, like for so long, the only school that was really representing the Big 12 conference when it came to college ball playoff, it's still the case right now, don't get me wrong, but the only school that really had a shot was Oklahoma, right? And they've been there several times. And so now you're seeing a situation where for the Pac-12, I guess the case, right? And when Oklahoma went, we didn't know they were leaving. But the Big 12 right now, has been in the playoff conversation the last two years, right? Oklahoma State was making a case last year. Not sure they would have gotten in over Cincinnati, who's a new Big 12 member, um, last season. But but they were right there at the very end of the year. Obviously, they falter against Baylor and miss out the chance to be in that conversation, the Big 12 title game, right? So, uh, you know, now it's TCU's turn. Now TCU is at the top of the league. And also not to mention the last, you know, last two years, who was playing in these the Big 12 championship game? Well, it's going to be, you know, uh, obviously Oklahoma State, Baylor last year, and this year looks like it could be Kansas State, and we know TCU is going to be there. TCU fighting for a CFP spot in the top four right now. The Pac-12, you know, you'd love to have Oregon be up there representing you, right? You, you love to have that, uh, and they're going to lose that chance. They lost that chance, and now USC, a school that's leaving, is their only opportunity. And the problem for the Trojans is their schedule is not not easy the rest of the way. It's a chance to prove themselves, sure, but you see, USC has not played a bunch of good teams this year. Oregon State on the road is their best victory, and that was really early in the season when Oregon State was struggling a lot of things there at that point, right? They lost to Utah, and you really look at the rest, the, the rest of the resume, not this super strong resume that USC brings in. Now they have an opportunity to prove themselves, but also playing back-to-back-to-back difficult games is a challenge. We see, we've seen you know TCU go through it, but – They've got UCLA this week. They've got Notre Dame next week. And then a Pac-12 championship matchup. And that's the Pac-12's best shot. And it sucks for them. It's not a school that's going to be around much longer, right? You know, that's why 
the Big 12, you know, I think we like to beat our drum a little bit. The fact that Oklahoma and Texas, since declaring that they're leaving, have not been in Oklahoma State or Oklahoma last year, rather, was almost a factor in the Big 12 championship game. They were not. They did not end up being a, a Big 12 championship team. They lost to both teams in the Big 12 championship, and that's going to be the case this year. And uh, Texas, now I actually have a win against them, but Texas really not a factor, not a factor at all last year at five and seven. And this year, still a factor, still there, but they're going to need some help to get there, not in the driver's seat, not controlling their own destiny. So, um, you know, it's it's a it's a situation where, uh, you, you know, if you're the Big 12, you're pretty happy. And the second part of this is if you go back and look at these rankings, because the Pac-12 kind of cleaned itself out, and we're not going to get a situation where we have, you know, potentially we were facing a situation where we could have had Oregon and we could have had UCLA or USC in the Pac-12 championship game as two one-loss teams potentially playing for a spot in the playoff. 12-1 and Pac-12 champion, I think, has a really good case. That can't be the case anymore. That benefits TCU. Think about it like this. Somebody has got to win, or this is last week's rankings. I'm sorry, these are the initial rankings. But look at these rankings again. Um, thinking about it like this, somebody has to lose between Michigan and Ohio State. And that team is going to be an 11-1 team and not have a conference championship, right? So you're probably going to get a 12-1 Georgia, probably going to get a 13-0 Michigan or Ohio State. Let's just say it's Ohio State. And then who goes next? Well, let's say TCU loses this week and wins the Big 12. At that point, they'd be 12-1. Tennessee, 11-1, has a really strong strength of schedule, really strong uh, strength of record as well. I think 11-1 Tennessee gets a third spot. Then you're at LSU. Well, we've already assumed that LSU is going to lose here uh, and, you know, and lose to Georgia as a, as a champion. That would be the big wrench in all of this would be LSU beating Georgia. But let's talk about likelihood. That's not likely. USC winning the remainder of its games, they're a very good team. They're an explosive offense. That's not likely, though. It's not the most likely outcome. So then two loss USC's out, two loss Pac-12 champion is out. Alabama as a two-loss team not playing in a conference title game. Sorry, see you later. Clemson has a chance at 12-1, and sure, but I think 12-1 and TCU has the advantage over Clemson of a stronger resume. Uh, definitely a stronger resume, I think, is something that you could, uh, you know, you could, you could argue for, uh, for TCU when it comes down to them against Clemson, right? And this is something that we like to check on. I like to check the college ball strength of record excuse me, right now, Clemson, their strength of record is number eight. TCU's is number one. TCU's strength of schedule is number 38. Uh, you know, right now, Clemson's is 54, right? So right now, that is where, uh, you know, that is where those things stack up. And Clemson's got the brand name, but I think I'd take TCU's, you know, record and resume right now over theirs. That obviously could change. And the same would go for North Carolina. But once you get to that point, guys, really, that's what we're comparing. You know, if, if USC, let's just assume they lose a game and TC loses to Baylor, then wins the Big 12 championship. Well, who are you going with next? No, not three loss LSU. No, not two loss USC or a two loss Pac-12 champ. No, not two loss non-champion Alabama. It would come down to Clemson and TCU. That is, that's what it would come down to. And I think TCU has got a chance. I think when you look at them and watch them play, and let's take this from an entertainment perspective right now, 
TCU is a much more entertaining product to watch play. They know who their quarterback is. They have a defense that showed up last week on the road and got that big win and got the job done against an offense that people like in Texas. And uh, B. John Robbins, the best running back in the country, they shut him down. They showed multiple ways of winning games. And I think that's very impressive. And sure, you could say Clemson, well, they've won low-scoring defensive games, right? Uh, they've won a low-scoring defensive game, uh, maybe against Syracuse, right? That there's a good example for you. A uh, low-scoring or high-scoring game against Wake Forest, sure. But yeah, how good is that? Now, the North Carolina win would be an awesome one, but also TCU has got a chance to rack up a really good win against what would be at that point in time a nine and three Kansas State. Who, let's be honest, guys, Kansas State with Will Howard, uh, they might be playing their best football of the season at that point in time, and that's just as strong of a win, I think, as as you know the the Clemson win over Carolina. Basically those, those wins would cancel each other out in my opinion, at least. Right. So I think that is, uh, that is where I'm at on that situation. I think TCU would, should get the nod over Clemson. Once again, not big 12 bias at all, but you know, strength of record kind of being around the same area. Uh, TCU's is a bit better there. Also their overall strength of schedule is a bit better there too. Uh, and also that loss, you know, TCU, if they're going to lose, they can't get hammered. Right. Clemson got smoked by Notre Dame. That game was never close. So if you're trying to assess it from that perspective, like that one loss is a dominant loss. Now we've seen teams get blown out and still, or, you know, have tough losses and still make it. I thought Oregon had a great case, even though their one loss is a blowout and Clemson could have a case too. But I think the conversation between 11 or 12 and one rather TCU is a conference champion, 12 and one Clemson's a conference champion. And look, if USC runs the table guys, I think it's going to be tough to deny USC a spot in the CFP because they're the USC Trojans. They've got a great coach. They've got a great uh, star quarterback and they'd be racking up signature wins against UCLA, Notre Dame, and then a, another really strong team potentially uh, avenging a loss against a Utah or beating an Oregon or beating whoever else it would be. It would not, it could not be UCLA at that point, but they'd have a third really strong win USC running the table. That would make it more difficult. But once again, that's because that strength of schedule for USC would get a serious bump with three really strong wins to close out the season. Sure, would it be a conversation, but I think the USC Trojans as a brand would trump TCU and Clemson. Do I think that's necessarily fair? No, I would not think it's 110% fair, but I think that's most likely the way that would go down. So, you know, we had not talked about this last week. I, I think because of the way the Pac-12 was trending, this was not something that we could discuss. But because of the results of the Georgia-Tennessee game, right, we kind of know that you know, there's a good chance the SEC gets two teams in. Still a chance to get three of LSU wins. I doubt that's going to happen. We know that one of Michigan or Ohio State is going to fall. And look, guys, I didn't even include them in the mix. You know, if Ohio State beats Michigan, and that's kind of where I'm leaning right now, who, who knows, Blake Corum could go crazy. But Michigan's resume is not that strong. Talked about this last night on the reaction show. You know, I, I know I didn't I didn't toss them in the discussion, but let's be honest, like that Michigan strength of record right now, uh, it's number five, but their strength of schedule overall is number 82. TCU's is 38. Out of every single team we're discussing right now, Michigan's strength of schedule is by far, by far the worst. And I think that has to be accounted for here. 11 and one Michigan with, with not playing in a big 10 championship game. There is not enough on their resume to fall back on right now. Colorado state, Hawaii, Yukon, Maryland's 
like I guess go to a bowl game. So fine. Iowa's fought themselves back in the Big Ten West. Indiana's not very good. Penn State's top 10 wins. So there you go. Fine. There's one. Michigan State at Rutgers, Nebraska. None of those wins do it for me at all. Those are not very good wins for them. Um, it's also a team that's going to play. I mean, looking at it right now, they're playing four road games the entire season. They play eight of their games at the big houses here at Iowa, at Indiana, at Rutgers, and, and Ohio State is your, you know, is, is your your road game. So look, like this team, there's just not much there for you to say this is an awesome resume, and we should put Michigan at eleven and one in over, you know, and let's just say it's a close loss. Sure. Like they'd get more consideration, but a 12 and one TCU 12 and one USC and 12 and one Clemson, to be quite frank, deserve further consideration over Michigan. In my opinion, if they all end up being conference champions, if they all end up getting that conference championship, that from everybody who tells us from the committee members to Boo Corrigan, uh, to Gary Barta from last year, to guys that I know who have served on those mock committees from Adam Rittenberg to Ian Fitzsimmons, who are media members I talk to regularly who serve in those committees. They talk about how important that crown jewel of a conference championship is. I'd also like to add, too, I think that if if we put that Oklahoma or Texas logo next to TCU's resume, they'd be definitely spotted a loss. I, I think you could definitely spot those guys a loss. You know, if you same team, nothing looks different. I think still you you could spot them a loss and they'd still be able to make it right now. So, you know, you look behind TC, like everybody behind the Horn Frogs has one loss. Now they took it earlier and they all took them in different, you know, at least one loss too. They took them in different ways, but you know, that, that I mean, the TCU loss this week to Baylor would be bad. Sure. But I don't think it's completely damaging. That's not a conversation we had before. One more thing I want to touch on is college football playoff expansion. If this was a 12 team race, guys, I was going through some of the conference standings, uh, you know, coming into things right now. And I heard the other day, Ari Wasserman discuss with Andy Staples, like the devaluing of the regular season. And then also, you know, uh, we wouldn't have gotten the LSU Alabama moment that we got you know, last week because of all the playoff implications. That's not true at all because that game is, is still pretty meaningful for the playoff. I mean, even with the result that we had guys, like there's no guarantee that LSU and also Alabama, like either of them would make the college football playoff. Now there's no guarantee for that. That game's still really important. Also seating would be involved too, but to kind of spin this argument into a pro, uh, a pro 12 team argument, I know we're getting one anyway, but think about the, the excitement of the battle between UCF Cincinnati and Tulane, all those teams right now, eight and two, eight and two, eight and two, are all competing for a spot in the AAC championship and ostensibly competing for a CFP spot. Those three teams all still alive. I think SMU technically alive, I guess, but I, you know, it, like that's not really the point here. Uh, you know, ACC Carolina versus Clemson. Those two teams are going to fight it out for an ACC championship. TCU is going to be going to the big 12 championship, Kansas state at five and two hell, even right now, you know, Baylor and Texas and Oklahoma state, like they're not all out of this thing just yet. Right. So they've all got an opportunity to be in this thing. Uh, those teams are not all the way out right now, just yet. And six and four, Texas, who we think is kind of disappointing, could, you know, there's a world in which Jalen Daniels comes out and, and plays awesome for Kansas and they upset K State and kind of end their dream season. It's a seven win season at this point, but like still end that, even, you know, win that uh, game. And then Texas is going to get their rematch. And like Texas was a seven and a half point favorite last week against TCU. How does that shape up? You know, so that's, Obviously, another one, right? Uh, Michigan, Ohio State, 
One of them is going to play Purdue, Illinois, Iowa, or Minnesota. All of those teams will be playing for a spot, potentially, maybe we'll see, in the CFP. Right? I don't think they'd end up getting ranked eventually uh, to get in there. Uh, you know, maybe UTSA feels like, hey, they'd have a shot. If they went, uh, you know, uh, they're eight and two right now. They went 10 and two, 11 and two, you know, get in this mix. And then you get down to uh, the, the Pac-12, right? USC, Oregon, Utah, UCLA, and Washington, all with one or two loss in conference, all still playing for their potential college football playoff lives, right? We know Georgia is going to be playing uh, LSU. Hey, when LS6, you know, is a, a three-loss LSU team, or excuse me, uh, you know, uh, yeah, three-loss LSU team, they still get in if they were, you know, they got to the end of the year and had three losses. Uh, you know, would they eventually get in the college ball playoff? I don't know. If they went 10 and three, you know, 10 and two regular season, and then eventually took that third loss to Georgia, would they get considered? Probably not. Alabama, they at 10 and two. It's a good conversation to have, right? Would Ole Miss feel like they've got a claim at 10 and two? Maybe they would, but all of these teams all have games. It doesn't even matter if they're against each other, though all those games have meaning. All of them will be playing for a spot right now. Just to revisit these rankings again. Let's just say the highest ranked team in each conference is your conference champion right now. Let's just say Georgia, Ohio State, TCU. Uh, let's see that I got the SEC, got the Big Ten, got the Big 12 covered. Uh, you know, let's just go with Clemson right there to cover the ACC and then USC in the Pac-12. Well, then Tennessee, do they get in? Probably. Yeah. And then also have to go with UCF as well. They're the other highest ranked one. All right. So who's in the team number seven? All right. Maybe Tennessee. They're probably in, right? Michigan, they're probably in. That's team number eight for you right there. Nine, would it be Alabama or would you go to a Utah? Could you possibly finish better? You know, Utah or North Carolina or an Oregon or Ole Miss or Kansas State. And think about the Big 12 title games too. You know, I know I did the scenario, played it out where they all win, but you've got bid ceiling scenarios too. Hey, what happens if an upset happens in those games to teams like TCU or to teams like Georgia, right? Or Ohio State or Clemson or whatever it is. If upsets happen in those games, well, Georgia's still probably going to get in, right? TCU at 12 and 1 as a non Big 12 champion in a 12 team playoff still probably gets in as well. So then that kicks somebody else out. It makes these conversations more exciting and more fun because more of these games now have meaning, right? Nobody, you can't just tank down the back end of the season. You got to make sure you keep playing as hard as you can because you never know if you could slide your way into a situation where you could be good to go. And all of these meaningful games, uh, you know, and I hope all the conferences end up changing their the way they do things so the best two teams play. But there is a way where this could all get reconfigured. And with that reconfiguration, what you would see is, you know, the best teams playing in these games, some teams sitting at home, hoping that big blowouts happen, whatever it is, to secure their spot. Bottom line here is there is no argument, you know, there's no argument to be made. That this would make stuff uh, more exciting. So, um yeah, there you go, guys. There, there's the college ball playoff conversation. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at L at L O Big 12. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel, leave a comment, let us know what you think. And uh, you guys can also find the show wherever you get your podcast. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.